watching your back. Like a partner. Dr. Pim, I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's when this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff. Stole your tech. And now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. The only chance we've got is supposed to deal. Ant-Man and the Wasp teaming up. Follow my lead. She seems more intense. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host Elias Roush. Today we are discussing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Coming at you live. The good, the bad, the ugly. Here we go. I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp did a great job explaining where Scott Lang has been during the post-sequences of spoiler alerts for Infinity War because Marvel has all of their movies all interlinked and all interlocked. It's almost impossible to explain this movie um, without discussing Infinity War, so there will be spoilers on Infinity War. So if you know what has happened, I'll try to dance around it as much as possible as I can, but I just wanted to give that as a heads up. Uh, everyone just recently watched Infinity War a few few months ago, and at the very end of it, we found out that the entire, like over half of the team, over half of the Avengers have been taken uh, by Thanos, and they have disappeared. <clears throat> and so we were curious about how Ant-Man and the Wasp were going to incorporate where Scott Lang uh, has been in between the time of Civil War when the Avengers were fighting each other ver uh, between Civil War to Infinity War. So what has Scott Lang been doing? And this is that movie. This movie is explaining exactly where he's been. He's been on house arrest. We, If you haven't uh, refreshed yourself on any Ant-Man recently, we found out uh, as a refresher that he has been basically under house arrest, stuck. Uh, his daughter has to come see him every couple days. Um, he is not able to leave the house and the the FBI are just waiting to get that ass and so it is uh it's pretty interesting how it uh, opens up um just showing how Scott Lang is uh trying to interact with his daughter and keep her entertained so the good things about this movie uh, I thought they did a great job ex explaining where he's been and uh, why he's been under house arrest. Um, I thought the fighting and scaling of big and small uh, items and people and the fighting choreography, all of it was just amazing. I think that this movie's biggest strength is the special effects and how they use the scaling technology and incorporate it with the fighting choreography the um the way that it's uh used from a scientific level 
don't ask me because the science in this absolutely makes zero sense. Um, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but uh, scientifically it doesn't make sense, but visually it really, really was cool. And I would like it a little bit more incorporated in other Marvel films. I really like the suits and the suit designs. I thought Ghost was really uh, one of my favorite designs. Wasp obviously worked really well. I thought 60% of the comedy worked. I said that this was probably a good thing because there were so many jokes that kind of fell flat. Like I said, 60%. So that leaves 40% of the jokes I thought didn't work. And that was strictly because I felt like they didn't know how to end the joke or they didn't have someone to to bounce the comedy off of because it seemed that they would only have one individual in there cracking the joke and someone would look at they would look around in the room to see who was going to finish the joke so it was just a little bit odd as um as it was progressing you'll notice how many jokes are just flying out of this movie and uh not all of them are completely landing although my theater was cracking up the majority of the first 15 20 minutes i've noticed a lot of these movies I've went to recently everyone cracks up the first 15 to 20 minutes and then they kind of settle in to see how the comedy is supposed to uh, react and um, how it's supposed to go in accordance with everyone else seeing how everyone's reacting and this one generally people uh, settle down a little bit a little halfway into it and uh, they they laughed at according times I thought that Michael Pena probably produced the most laughs in my theater um, they seriously had this guy turned up to 11 they <laughs> if you don't like Michael Pena I'm not sure if you're gonna like this this movie but uh, I I I I like him as a side character I do remember him being much more of a, a incorporated into the story into the first movie this one him and his team are just kind of shoved in there just because they were like we need we need to have this guy back because he's bringing most of the comedic uh, chops and the comedic uh, levity. Because Michael Douglas and Evangeline uh, uh, Evangeline Lilly is that her name? Um, yeah, they are very stern in this movie. I, I wouldn't say that uh, they were bad at all, but it, the way they were written, they had to kind of be the straight individuals and Scott Lang. Uh, Paul Rudd got to you know play, play the fun, happy-go-lucky guy he always plays. Um, so Evangeline was kind of like the hey, you know, I'm the straight edge. I'm gonna show you how to do this. Kick it, you know. It's like, and she's like whooping ass and kicking ass, and Paul Rudd, you know, fumbling, bumbling everywhere. Um, they make an interesting team together, but uh, it does require the hope character evangeline's character hope to be a little bit more a little bit more downplayed and michael douglas is honestly starting to <clears throat> seem that he doesn't even he 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 definitely wants to be paid because he's you know he's he's standing standing there but a couple of the times it just felt like he didn't really want to be in this movie um but he he plays his characters always so well. So uh, the side characters, obvious. I thought they this cast is stellar for one thing. I don't get to. Uh, I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but the uh, the cast is stellar. It, it it. I mean, as 
if you don't already know, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Pena, Walton Goggins, Bobby Cannavale, T.I. if you consider him a great one. Um, one of the breakouts was Hannah John Carmen, who plays Ghost. Uh, Randall Park, who plays Jimmy Wu, who is the uh, FBI agent. I thought the the lead FBI agent, he had me cracking up so many times. He was another uh, comedic levity uh part of comedic levity uh the daughter of paul uh, paul rudd scott lang uh cassie lang i guess played by uh, who her name is abby Ryder fortson who plays cassie um i thought paul rudd's daughter did an amazing job she had really great comedic timing she was right on the ball and i a lot of times you can tell that there's uh kids aren't that great of an actor or they this is their first or second time i i can't honestly tell that she she felt she, she felt very uh to the point to uh, okay so yeah i'm looking at it now she has ant-man and the wasp uh she has togetherness transparent she has some acting chops under her belt so yeah i could definitely tell she's she she's good um we have michelle pfeiffer in it uh, playing Janet Van Dyne, who is uh, who is uh, Hank Hank's, uh, I think wife, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Of course, we have our own Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, we have a hella stacked cast, and so <clears throat> with this cast, you're you're getting a lot out of this cast. I mean, you're getting all the all the ingredients all up in there. I mean, it stellar cast, okay writing, and that's kind of how it comes down the uh michael pena scene as i said earlier he has, he is turned up to 11 <clears throat> he has one stellar scene that uh uh everyone will probably be talking about he kind of had one in the first uh first movie and then the second one he kind of takes it to the next level uh similar to drunk history style i loved ghost fighting choreography and just how the her body was always being portrayed i thought that the uh actress hannah hannah john carmen who plays ava um i thought that ava ghost design was really cool and the hannah john carmen actress the her i thought she played it really well as well um the the only thing is she she is a character you could probably talk to and we would have solved a lot of problems um of why the, why they were trying to to steal the lab bag the entire time so the de-aging tech that happens in this movie looks again great i thought they had actually gotten a fake uh michael douglas when i was looking and michelle pfeiffer always looks <clears throat> looks uh amazing to me so um I just thought the de-aging tech looked really well. Both Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer looked uh, <clears throat> ten times better than uh, you would ever have guessed they would have ten years ago, ten or twenty years ago. I mean, the the ability to recreate someone's face to make them almost look any age is just incredible. It kind of reminds me of the Benjamin Button movie, how they were doing all the aging for Brad Pitt but uh anyways 
the connection with the daughter worked well uh, with Scott Lang's daughter. I thought the the father daughter combination worked really well. They they had some that was some of the best writing uh, and the most that you're gonna feel some sort of emotion out of this movie. The the movie deals a lot with the fallout of Civil War and what happened post Civil War. I d- I don't know if they actually show what happens to Ant Man at the end of Civil War, so. They kind of leave it open to interpretation. If you don't remember, he either does he does or do, doesn't destroy the suit, which I kind of had a, I already knew which one he did. I mean, would you destroy the suit? Exactly. So, uh, FBI jokes. Uh, there was a lot more FBI jokes, and they were just bumbling idiots in this. They were. I, I thought the the jokes worked well, just because of the format of the movie and the tone really fit the, the majority of the time just uh how bumbling and uh, uh ridiculous they were <clears throat> i uh do have a couple of extra extra things let's see we need to discuss need to discuss need to discuss need to discuss um okay so We have been in the non-spoiler section for the majority of the time. I'll jump into the spoiler section here in a minute as soon as we just talk about a couple of things that we weren't too happy with. We'll we'll discuss that before we jump in this spoiler section. Uh, the science in the movie, like I said, is just ridiculous. They talk so much about the quantum realm and leaps and whatever, whoever else. None of the science makes any, any freaking sense. No one's going to make any sense of it. Um, they even kind of talk about it to themselves. Paul Rudd's character says, do you just put quantum in front of everything you say? And it honestly felt like that. It just, none of it made any sense. And, uh, it just went over everyone's head, even trying to talk to, uh, you're supposed to explain things as if you're explaining something to an eight-year-old, and that never came across. I, I never really understood what was going on or where people were going, where this realm was, or what, you know. you know. So much of the writing is uh, forgettable. I honestly was walking out, couldn't remembering the majority of what happened at the beginning, so it took, it took me a minute to remember. Uh, the third act is sort of spoiled in the, the trailers, to be honest. Um the the pacing in the trailer kind of uh, oversold what the pacing was going to be in the movie. I thought the pacing in the movie was, you know, solid and you know, fun, and I never never felt like it was really dragging at any point. Maybe maybe at the hour forty five minute mark, I was kind of like, all right, well, about time to start wrapping this up a little bit. But uh, I I I thought that the the trailer sold it as a much more swifter, faster movie. I think that it probably could have done done with a little bit of editing. I think close to about 15 minutes probably could have been uh, edited from this movie. Walton Goggins feels like an afterthought in this movie. Uh, he gets several good scenes, and he he does his thing. He brings every his gravitas as he normally does. Uh, but... He's kind of an afterthought, especially uh, the way he's resolved. So, Ghost, like I said, could have been sorted out by talking to her a little bit earlier. She didn't have to go all crazy. Michael Douglas and Evangeline are 
like I, I think I said this a little bit earlier, they're a little bit sticks in the bud, but they they have so they're they're such good actors and actresses uh, that they bring a lot of gravitas, like just like Walt, Walton Goggins, all these actors that are getting very mediocre scripts are doing a lot with them. The movie has a fun, light, overdrive atmosphere about it, but like many of these actors, they're kind of stuck in park. They aren't bringing... They, they, they don't seem to be excited like some of these like other characters like Michael Pena and uh, Scott Lang and um, uh, some other side characters are definitely having a lot more fun than the... Um, Michael Douglas, Evangeline, Walton Goggins characters. The dynamic between uh, Scott and Hope's mother was shown maybe once or twice throughout the whole movie. And one, the first time, I think they he hops in her body for a second and he sees like a memory or something like that. I'm not really sure if it's ever really fully explained. Um, and then, and then in a second one, I. I don't want to spoil it too much, but in the second one, Scott Lang, uh, there's a really good scene where they they connect again, and uh, the the scene works works well, but um, it's just not enough. There's just not enough. Bobby Cannavale is insanely wasted in the entire thing. Um, he has like two or three scenes, but he, it's nice Cannavale. We never know which kind of kind of volley we're gonna get, so we got the nice kind of volley. Uh, the ants can do anything, evidently. So that's uh, that's the roundup on that. <laughs> um, the spoiler stingers. Let's talk about the spoilers. So I, did, I went into pretty pretty good detail for non spoilers, but. Uh, the one Michael Pena scene where they do the drunken history where they're talking to everybody, uh, that was one of my favorite scenes. That had me rolling. That shit was hilarious. They had a great scene where the uh, the well, well, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. The spoiler stingers. Let's talk about that real quick. The spoiler stingers. Uh, we. Michael Douglas, Hope, and Evangeline disappear from Thanos while Scott is in the quantum realm. So, the first spoiler stinger explains where Ant-Man was and what was going on during the Infinity War. And that's what I think primarily people are looking for as a connection to the other movies. Um, This is the scene that explains a hell of a lot so that is the first spoiler stinger the second spoiler stinger that comes after the the black and white credits is the ant plan drums do not oh my gosh i was so pissed about that i honestly i i I was like oh my gosh i can't believe you just tried to play that i i was I was just uh, it, fuming after that. I was like, "You had such a good, you, you should, you should ants playing drums first, and then do the Thanos disappearing act thing." That is what the whoever edited this is ridiculous, just ridiculous. But, anyways, I think overall the movie 
it's about seven, you know, um, solid seven, nothing, uh, too crazy, nothing you have to scramble out to see real quick, but it is a fun little romp, you know, uh, I always say that, uh, is it worth the price? Is it worth the movie ticket? Well, it's it's worth a movie pass. So that's 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 around a middle. That's a middle. If you're paying for it full price, I don't know about that. Middle of the tier, middle of the bar, a movie pass. I'd say maybe. Uh, so non-sponsored, by the way. We aren't doing no sponsored by a movie pass. I'm not a big fan of the company. But if you're not paying a full ticket price, that's what I'm saying. It's what we're looking for. So. We got it. We finished Ant-Man and the Wasp. If you like it, check more SoundCloud, YouTube, podcasts. We're all over the place. Rate, share, subscribe. Love it all podcasts. Thank you. We're going to die. Hey, what I miss? We were just tiny. I was partners with Hank on a project called Goliath. How big did you get? My record, 21 feet. You? 65 feet. 65. If you two are finished comparing sizes... 65.